people are dying at 40 and being buried at 80. Intentionality reflects relationship. A lot of people are sacrificing their happiness now to enjoy later, waiting for the perfect time or some day to come around before they change. We know what a pandemic is. This is an epidemic, and it's called the loneliness epidemic. It's a real thing. Google it. Consciousness is always evolving, and our present perception becomes our conscious reality. Is life happening for you, or is it happening to you? A life of authenticity is a life of skillfully practicing your values. You are perfectly human, and even when we stumble, we still stumble forward. If you seek truth and move in love, then your family. I invite you to have a seat at our table. You are listening to an authentic outlier, the nocturnal therapist himself, Harry Turner. Welcome to episode four of the Is That So Show, season two, episode four. We have a zanger today. We have an amazing one today. This, this guest I'm actually really excited to have on the show. I have no idea what the hell he's going to say, but I do have an idea. I mean, I, I do have some idea. So this man is the bucket list man. Like he is the author of the best-selling book, The My Bucket List Blueprint. And he's also done TED Talks Leader. You can check him out on YouTube. We'll leave some links below down beneath after the show. But this brother, I'm happy to have him on because, again, my personal mission statement is to assist those in developing the audacity to live unapologetically authentic. And who who could I think of that that would live in a space or, or represents living unapologetically authentic and somebody whose life mission is to not only teach about bucket lists, but get everyone to accomplish doing their own life plan bucket list like that is. That is an amazing, that is an amazing feat. You know, that is a, and it's a very selfless feat. I mean, why give a damn about somebody else, you know, making and achieving a bucket list? Like, why is that so important for him that he's made this a personal mission statement? So we're going to go into that. I have an idea. That's why I invited him on the show, of course. But I don't know. I don't know what he's going to say, just like y'all don't know. All right. So we're just going to keep it unapologetically authentic on this show. All right. And we're going to keep it lit again, living in truth. And so this brother definitely also lives in his truth. So before I bring him up on the stage, I want to 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 just broach a quick topic. And that is recently we've had hurricanes uh, come through a hurricane, Hurricane Ida come through and he battered the uh, Louisiana Baton Rouge. Grand Isle, Plaquemines Parish, you know, all that area, you know, southern uh, southern Louisiana, southeast Louisiana, it, it 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 tore us up, and a lot of us have gone without electricity. I just got my electricity back a few days ago, so there were several days without electricity. Many lost homes, some lost vehicles, and some lost, unfortunately, lives. And so I just wanted to take a moment and just say that my heart, I extend my heart to those who have lost, you know, anything in this historic storm. I was trying to find the appropriate word for it, but this historic storm. And understand this also, that as long as life is still in your lungs, and this is the message I want to leave you with before I I bring up my guest, as long as life is still in your lungs, you still have opportunity. I know things may not look the way that you hope that they would look right now, but that doesn't mean that you won't experience exactly the what you hope, but you have to keep that vision in mind. You have to keep moving towards that. And during our times of grief, understand that that it's oftentimes we understand life when we look at it in the heart of death. And if you want to understand death, you look at it in the heart of life. Uh, you know, this topic of bucket list. And again, there's no, there's no script here when you come with me, because how 
it's no script for being unapologetically authentic. You just be yourself. That's the script. But why this is dear to me is because I've faced, I've came face to face with death, you know, a moment where I, I accepted my death more than once. And I got to say that on the other side of that, it's like something happens. It's like uh, the air smells different in that space. You, you sort of kind of hold your head up a little bit higher. You, I don't know, you feel, even if you don't have a specific purpose, you don't just get anointed. Oh, now I have purpose. Now that I went through this life with that thing. But it's like you can sense that there is something there, something more. And then when you become curious about that, as I did, it led me down my spiritual path of my purpose, you know. And so anyway, this brother and the topic of a bucket list and inspiring others to 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 create and implement and complete their bucket list. I need to understand why this is a personal mission statement for him. And so without further ado. I'm going to invite to the stage. This unapologetically authentic, the man who is the best-selling book, My Bucket List Blueprint, the man who is a self-appointed bucket listologist, Travis Bell. Or is it Trav Bell? Oh, my. Harry, (laughs) Harry, Harry. That was an unapologetically uh, unapologetically that was possibly the best introduction i have ever had mate Come that, on. that was um, that that was unbelievable whoa that was heavy that dude. was heavy what i can't i can't i, I can't follow that dude, dude come on look look i'm gonna let you know right now man <laughs> I'm highly susceptible to flattery, man. Flattery will get you everywhere with me. So please yes, don't gas me up, man. It's like it's it's is is was it was it really was it really a nice one? You've set, dude, you've set the bar. You know, where do I? Where I'm I'm gonna <laughs> <laughs> spend the next I'm gonna spend our time together just trying to, you know, trying to trying to make do on that. Uh, mate, I am uh, I am super stoked. It's Saturday morning here, it's Friday where you are, and uh mm-hmm. I am from the future and mm-hmm. You know, like I'm, I'm super stoked to be on and sharing some value if I can. So thanks a lot for having me on the show. Yes, sir, and and thank you for being on the show and, and honoring this request. And and the, and he's so humble. I'm just, you know, this he knows this doesn't have to be said, but I, w- I want to say it anyway. He's so humble that I actually ran over a show and 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 we started we started much later than what we intended to. But the brother is so on on fire and so accommodating that yet and still we still manage to have this show. And this is a very important one. Why? I don't know. It's so important. I I mean, I haven't figured it out yet, but I know that it's in tune with what needs to be said, what people need to hear. So I'm just going to go with the flow. So, brother, introduce the people to yourself, man. Like, let the people know what you're about. Look, I've been running around the world as the bucket list guy for the last 10 years. So. I guess how how that arrived. Someone actually called me the bucket list guy ten years ago after all the all the stuff that I'd done. But I'll, I'll real backstory. I um, I grew up here in a place called Ocean Grove, which is about an hour and a half out of Melbourne here in Australia, in the lower part of Australia, Victoria. And so I grew up sort of you know, pretty much as a jock. I did a phys ed degree. I was a swimmer, surf lifesaver. I've been a surfer my whole life, and yeah, from there I I did a phys ed degree. Went and in my third year university, I started this thing called personal training before the internet, before Facebook and Instagram and all that sort of. 
And I, by the end of third year university, I didn't have any idea what I was going to do, but a mentor came along and he, he was doing this thing called personal training. He was one of the first personal trainers kind of running around Melbourne. I just thought this is this is could be the thing for me. So I started personal training, got my first client, built that up to tens of thousands of clients across Australia, was the first to franchise personal fitness training studios in Australia, over 2 million personal training sessions, not done by me, but by me and my team. And so we had all these gyms around Australia and one thing led to another, some toxic people came into my life, you know, life got in the way. Some uh, went a bit of a, you know, when I say down, a, a, a bit of a downward spiral, slipped because some things are going on, slipped into a state of depression. But instead of going on like heavy antidepressants, I, um, which is kind of like a Band-Aid effect, right, I, I then went straight into my trip, really tried to get to the kind of cause not the effect, but the cause of what I was going through. So I just went and invested, you know, pretty heavily into personal development, learned everything from positive psychology, NLP, life coaching, all that sort of thing. And what you know, did ayahuasca, walked on fire, went to Burning Man, you know, the, the whole bit to try and find myself. <laughs> and that journey has never stopped. But it was about a year, year and a half into this sort of journey. And, and a friend of mine said, Trav, you're in there all these seminars all the time. Why don't you teach this stuff? And I went, yeah, well, that helped me compartmentalise why I would invest and why I was there. And, you know, we were talking off camera, you know, it's it's important to learn this stuff, whether it be from yourself or from some, you know, from somewhere else and pay it forward. So I've always, I, I guess, been an educator by trade and I just can't help myself. I love helping people and it's one of my highest values. So I put on a talk, package and everything I'd learnt. I was so scared doing this first talk. And I nearly had to pay the 40 people to come to the talk to see me. And uh, I, about halfway through, I started sharing with the group the fact that I'd had a list to do before I die, actually written down since I was 18. Not a lot of people knew this about me. And I went, who else has got one of these lists actually written down? And I really, I soon discovered I was the only freak in the room. So I, um, it inspired the group and then at the end of the group, Joe, one of the participants, she said, how's this list to do before you die stuff? It's it's like a bucket list. You're like the bucket list guy. And I went, ping, light bulb moment, went home and registered the bucket list guy, dot com, and I've been doing that ever since. Brother, yes, yes. And I just, I just notated what it was that you said. You said that I love helping people. It is one of my highest values. Can you speak just a little bit more to that? Like, how is well, that your highest yeah. value? Well, if you do values, you know, like if you unearth your values, you know, living in congruence with your values is, you know, living to your higher purpose. It's in your dharma, as Jay Shetty would put it, as the monks would put it. It's about doing the thing that you love. Yeah, you know, doing the thing that you love, or you never work a day in your life. You know, I think doing and working, you know, that's the basis of positive psychology, right? It's to live, you know, incorporate your strengths, your weak, uh, sorry, your strengths, what makes you happy, what gives you meaning, what gives you purpose, and what's true to your values. Working out what your values are, which is basically your internal rule book, right? But if you're living your values, it's, um, I think it's a, you know, and you're incongruent with it, or you're you are congruent with it. I think that's that's the holy grail. You know, I think the holy grail really is if you can make if you can create out of your vehicle, you can create time flow and cash flow out of your vehicle, which is what business is, what it, which is what a job is, 
and you're living your values and you're of service to other people, I think that's the holy grail, which a lot of people can't say. You know, so this bucket list thing has been is is a reflection of my values. It's me out there in the world, and uh, you know, your lit thing, living in your truth. You know, you know that is me. That is that is what I've always been. I, you know, I'm not trying to be someone else. Unfortunately, this is what you get. What you see is what you get, man. But I, there's a lot of people that aren't living in their truth, and and that creates this. Um, cognitive dissonance, you know, walking around with this disparity between what you do out there in the world and who you really are, that causes pain. That causes a chemical reaction. That causes things like depression and, uh, and a, you know, a feeling of um, being lost. So, you know, there's a lot of people, I think, I think what coronavirus has, you know, certainly taught us recently is a lot of people have recalibrated on that. You know, recalibrated on their happiness, on their on their sense of fulfillment, their meaning, purpose. Started new businesses, started side hustles. You know, innovated, adapted in their businesses and in their lives. And you know, I think it's been a good stock take for everyone. Okay, brother. Okay, clearly, see, this is what I'm saying. You life is always conspiring in your favor, and so you put. My my greatest trauma, if y'all, many of y'all, if you followed me, you know that my greatest trauma is the fear of being seen, led me to the fear of being seen. I adopted that that inherited way of protecting myself. So as a preacher's kid, fear of judgment, you know, I wanted to hide myself. But yet and still, life propelled me into this space of Instagram and social media. And now I'm over here interviewing. Podcast. Yeah, podcast, yeah. you know. Why, with, why, 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 why to not be seen, mate? Exactly, 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 exactly. But life then propels me down here. And the only way I could even speak to my brother right now is is had I not done the shadow work and leaned into that discomfort and understood what was really there, what it was that I was running from. Understand that wherever you go, there you are. When it comes down to living a life of freedom, you have to live unapologetically. It is a choice. It is a way of life to live unapologetically authentic. And so to be lit, when I tell you to stay lit, what I'm saying is stay living in your truth because that's a way of life. It's a moment to moment decision. My brother was talking about values and the reason why I asked him about why is that his highest value? When you place your values, again, when you place your values and you place what it is that you choose in juxtaposition with your values, your level of fulfillment and higher emotions is based on how closely in alignment you are. That decision is with your values. The closer you are, yeah. the more authentic yeah. that you're being in that space. And now you're lit. Now you have your flame. Now you tapped into your internal flame. No, mm. Now you no longer need the outside validation. It's nice mm. when you get it, but you no longer need it because now you've connected your intentions, which are based off your values to your mission. And now you're forever motivated because motivation no longer depends on how you feel. No, it's mm. how you feel because feelings mm. are fickle. I can feel like doing a thing mm. one moment and then the next moment want to go take a nap. So we can't rely on motivation or wait on motivation based off feelings. But when you connect your values to your attention and then you connect your intentions to your mission, now you've been lit up. That's that's, that's being lit Whoa. for life. And that's my you know man Trap Bell. I tell you what, I, I love that a preacher's kid just said too that's unreal <laughs> i mean that's <laughs> on his own podcast <laughs> hey you're just giving me martin luther king and you just dropped the f-bomb i love that man. That's, that 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 
you have my respect. <laughs> the, uh, hey, boom, hey, boom. Hey, uh, you know, Dude, hey. Oh, look, look, look. There's, it's not just you and I. This is not just motivation stuff. This is a Kagi principle. You know, like, check this out. This is not a fake Zoom background if you're watching this, guys. So mm. if you look at the, the Akagi principle, this is this is about the centenarians over in Japan who live in their truth right there, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, do what what you love, what the world needs, what you can be paid for and what you're good at. And in the middle is Akagi. Which is the old, you know, one of the oldest Japanese Japanese ways of living. It basically means living in your truth. Mm. There's another one. There's another one here by Tal Ben Shahar. Happier is that so? And in that, he's got a Venn diagram, a Venn diagram, three intersecting circles, kind of like that. It's called the MPS process. Now, I did this around the time I read this around the time that I became the bucket list guy when I started to sort myself out. And he's got this MPS process, and that. And, and this guy, this guy is one of the top, one of the top guys that worked under the father of positive psychology, Martin Seligman, the author of Authentic Happiness, right there. How's the references he's got? Whoa! And, I love it. Uh, I love so it. Tell Ben Shahar, amazing positive psychologist, and and this we're not talking about. We're talking about positive psychology, which is not regressive psychology. So positive psychology in the last ten to fifteen years. Has been really popular because it concentrates on what a person's strengths, weakness, uh, sorry, strengths, weaknesses, strengths, what lights them up, what gives them lit, they're, they're, what gives them meaning, purpose, and fulfillment, and more gratitude, and getting people to do more and incorporate more of that into their work and their life. And that is the, the cure to mental health, right there. Right, right. And it is a huge movement. That MPS process that he talks about, what gives you meaning, what gives you pleasure, and what are your strengths, and in the middle is your calling, right? Now, if you can live your calling, if you can live your values out there in the world, now that is a congruent and positive life. Brother, it sounds like what you're what you're saying is it hones in so – my thing is universal principles. This is what I teach. That's mm. why I, I can speak to, even though I, I am a Christian, I can speak to someone who is atheist. I can speak to someone who's Hindu, Buddhism. And and honestly, if we're keeping it strictly on principles, you would not be able to tell the difference between what I'm saying and anybody who actually believes in what they believe in. All mm. true believers sound the exact same way whenever you look at the, when you look at the values, even those that or in the section of not believing, which I don't consider that that's not a reality because yeah. we all have our own beliefs. And so what what I believe religion is every thought, word and deed. That's what true religion, not religious institutions. But what religion is, is every thought, word and deed. And so when your religion is in alignment, whenever your thought, words and deeds, your moment to moment decisions are in alignment with those things that you value. What is a value? A value is what is most important to us. Literally, yeah. my approach, yeah. I've developed something and I don't mean to go on about this, but I'm going to say it real quick. I have developed something. I'm releasing my, my course called the Lit Factor. And in that Lit Factor, one of the things that I'm going to teach people is how to have a POA, not a plan of action, but a plan of approach. Because first, you have to understand how you approach life before you begin to do anything. And how you approach life is you got to remind 
remind mm. yourself every single day of your values because your mind will always be there to tell you to do what it's to put you on its fear based agenda. But the mind mm. is the first mate. It is not the captain. It is not meant to be the vanguard and it will lead you into a book and you will be on this hamster wheel for years before you figure out the mind's ploys. How do you know it's the mind leading? If it's fear rooted, then you know it's of the mind. When you're doing what you what's important to you, the, the thing that's important to you the most, now you're moving into your values. And that is not selfishness. That is self-love. It's supposed to be that way. Because when you do what's important to you the most, now you have this fulfillment and now this flame is lit up. And as you go and interact with other people out there in the world, guess what? Your very presence gives others the courage to do the same thing and become lit for life. So we not only do it for ourselves, we do it for the brother, for the sister, for the next person beside us. You know, we do it for everybody. Tell you what, it's early on a Saturday morning here. I am. I don't need my coffee. I just got it. Uh, <laughs> that, that was powerful. That was powerful. Oh man! Dude, hey, dude. hey! You can tell. You can tell you've been around preachers. I tell you, you that that that's, <laughs> when you get going. When you get going, I tell you, lit for life. Are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, the one thing, though, that you'll notice between ministers, inspirational speakers, or even individuals who are in the private industry, when they talk about the things you could talk, you could be the CEO of Apple. But when you are passionate about something, you oh, speak a certain way about it. And that's a lot you, of people can't. A lot of people aren't like that. You can talk. I can. And that's that's the decision I made is I can literally it's the filter. It's the, the filter that I look at my life through this bucket list stuff. I look at my life through my bucket list, through like I, I rev- but this isn't, by the way, this isn't just about ticking a whole bunch of cool stuff off before you die. And it's not just about travel. That's why I wrote this book, the Nine Bucket List Blueprint, right? Mm. It's a 12 letter acronym that, that helps people write a personally meaningful and holistic bucket list. And that's what I did the TED talk on and what we train people in and, Look, at the end of the day, that is my filter. It's, but it's not just a bucket list. It's really about how a person reverse engineers every aspect of their life in order to make this stuff come to fruition. It's the growth of them on their journey towards that, these self-imposed destinations. But more importantly, Harry, more importantly, it's about the person that exists on the other side, and that's the person we don't know yet. People are dying at 40 and being buried at 80. You know, this is not about a midlife crisis. It's kind of like a midlife awakening for most people, giving people permission. One of the most common common things I hear after I give a talk or something like that is people say, thank you for giving me permission to dream again. And I'm like, what the fuck happened? You know, like what what's happened here? And so... You know, it's all about helping people and you're the same. You know, you want to help people discover, get curiously excited about their own their own potential. So they live a regret-free life rather than a regretful life. Brother, what you just said. Okay, see, see, this is what I'm saying. This is it, it, this is why I get lit up because we have two flames on the same on the same stage at the same time. You know, this is this this is why I'm lit. Well, there's more than one reason, but you're you're helping again. Fire, fire, iron sharpens iron, and so I'm excited. All right. So what you just said, people are dying at forty and living until eighty. Now, Need I bring like, up? They're dying at forty and being buried at eighty. Oh, oh, let me let me change that up. And and being People buried, excuse are me. Dying at, at 40, 40. And being and buried at 80. Being buried at 80. Okay. Yes. 
this. This statement here, brethren, talk to the people a little bit more about what do you mean people are dying at 40 and being buried at 80? Well, we know sheeple out there, don't we? <laughs> so what's a sheeple? It's someone that's just living by default rather than intentional design. It's someone, someone that's existing, not truly intentionally living. It's people that are just, you know, on the treadmill of life and they've given up. You know, the flame, you say lit, and that's where it's, a, I reckon, a good analogy. The flame is, is died out, you know. And, and here's the thing is it, it doesn't, you know, like this, look, you know, even the bucket list, you know, these are the people that say, you know, who, who suffer from Monday-itis, have hump day. It's not the hump day that you and I wish it was, but, uh, you know, hump day. The people that say, uh, thank God it's Friday, you know, or the people that have that Sunday-itis as well, that that sinking feeling at 2 or 3 in the afternoon on a Sunday. Oh, here we go again. This is the, this is the language, this is the vernacular of the sheep, right? And people are sacrifice. a lot of people are sacrificing their happiness now to enjoy later, waiting for the perfect time or some day to come around before they change. So they often don't pivot. They often don't reprioritize until they get given a use-by date. You know, just like the movie. The movie, the bucket list is a movie, and I've based my whole career on it because it's about two guys, as we say in Australia, two blokes that get given a cancer diagnosis, Morgan Freeman, right, and Jack Nicholson. They get given a cancer diagnosis, and then they write their bucket list. Why do we wait until it's too late? People have to have that level of pain for them to get off their ass and actually do stuff. So my whole mission is to wake people up before they get given their use-by date. I'll try whatever means necessary. So at the end of the day, if I've got to shock you into, you know, like if you're listening or watching this right now and you're like, that's a bit harsh, I don't give a but you'll thank me later. Get going on your bucket list. Get a book if you have to. Get everything out of your head and write it down. Remember this. Remember this. You know what this is, Harry? Just oh, what yeah, that here? pen, that good old pen. I used still use my pen. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what this stuff is here? Oh man, I have books galore. Man, it's all over the place. Don't have me turn my camera it's, around. It's it's paper. Mm-hmm. It's paper. It is a crazy. Here's a crazy thing. When you put this on this, it, it does this thing called writing. Come on. It's a crazy analog concept, I know. What happens but next? If you write, if you, <laughs> I'm being facetious here, but I'll tell you <laughs> what, if you write, if folks, if you write down and get it out of your head, that is a conscious process, right? There's actually studies that if you write stuff down, there's more consciousness going into that exercise than actually typing into your phone, believe it or not. So if you write down, you've got a 42% more likelihood of it actually manifesting. You're halfway there if you write stuff down. Take time out of your life to work on your life. Grab a book, watch the TED Talk, use this as inspiration, talk to Harry, whatever. At the end of the day, get your bucket list out of your head and onto paper. It's funny how the universe, God, whoever you want to speak to, finds a way to make this stuff happen. It's our reticular activating system, our our internal Google machine, that you're right now you're not typing anything into. You're not searching for because you're so your bucket list right now is up there with your daily to-do list. And guess which one gets done first on a day-to-day basis? 
Because mm. you're so important. You're so busy. You're so busy being busy. It's like this weird badge of honor that we use on a day-to-day basis. What are you, bragging or complaining? I don't know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So separate the two. That's been my job for my job for you know over 10 years now as the bucket list guy, getting people to actually get this stuff out of your head. And people want to do some weird too. It's unreal. And so, uh, and they've done some weird Oh no, I want to hear about that weird shit in a second. But let me let me let me say this and back up what you're saying. Again, kindred spirit, you know, I put the message out there. And again, the energy, you know, uh, I've aligned my aura and I've accepted and I've been patient, knowing that I'm going to receive uh kindred folk. All right. And so everything that he said is exactly what I've what I also speak and teach about, you know, and and so what he said about being writing it down from paper, it's not real until it's written down. It's not. That's what I tell my people in my practice. It's not real until you write it. See, up here, it's yeah. real. It does have an impact on the body. Every thought has a corresponding impact on the body. But see, when you take that and then you write, you've taken something that you created up here, your creation, whatever it is, and now you are putting it in this physical reality where now other people can see it as well. Not that it's for mm-hmm. other people, but mm-hmm. that is a radical act of manifestation that you just did. And you've made it real for yourself when you're writing mm-hmm. it down. Now yeah. it can, it can die off if you don't continue to feed it by being intentional towards it, which brings me to my next point that my brother was saying that I also say in my own way, which is intentionality reflects relationship. And what I mean mm-hmm. by that is whatever we, whatever we have a relationship with or whatever we seek a relationship with, we are intentional about responding to that. Try to have a relationship, a romantic relationship and not be intentional in that relationship. Try to have a business relationship and not be intentional about showing up to that job for that business relationship. It's not going to last very long. And so intentionality reflects relationship. When it comes down to living a values-based life, you have to be intentional about filtering your moment-to-moment decisions through your values because your values reflect your your behaviors. It reflects your mindset. It reflects your very way of life. And so when you tune, attune your frequency up into the affirmation, now you no longer wait until you don't have to wait until death knocks on your door. There's a reason why I said my favorite author, Cleo DeBron says, if you want to understand life, look at it in the heart of death. Why would it take cancer for us to decide to truly live when all we've been given is time to live and we are already born dying? Do we not realize that? And many of us won't die of old age. No, 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 they're, uh, no, people are d- um, <laughs> we, 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 Straight up, and I'll tell anyone that to their face, including my parents. I, I, I have. I have. I don't give a f- So <laughs> the, key, the, key, the key is, is like, all right, remove yourself for a second. You know, I'm so busy being busy. Look, I get it. I'm a, I'm a mum. I've got kids. I've got responsibilities. We've got a two-income house. When am I going to do my, you know, when, you know, this whole bucket list thing seems like a pipe dream. I'll get to that when I, when I retire. Yeah, that's the whole thing, right? We live in this delayed gratification society. I'll be happy when syndrome, hmm. right? So, so that has led us to increases in depression. You know this. Increases anxiety, increases of suicide, use suicide, the overprescription of antidepressants. This, the stats are stupid. All right, and also, and also, now we've got this thing. It's it. It is. We know what a pandemic is. This is an epidemic, and it's called the loneliness epidemic. It's a real thing. Google it. The loneliness epidemic. Right. This is. I had to, I had to, I had what to. What was that? What, what was to, that? Listen to it. Listen to it. Wait, wait, let me show you. Let me show you. 
Whoa. Just but stepped it up a it, notch. Oh, did, 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get me one of them. <laughs> Is that part of this app? I haven't seen that. I, you just put claws over the top of it. It's hey, it's, hey, it's so real. It's so real. Right? Hey, I got one. I, matter of fact, uh, when we when we uh, started laughing, I should have hit you with this one right here. Yeah, right. The old sitcom, man. The old sitcom uh, laugh. But no, uh, really. I could have, I could have used the laughter a little bit earlier on some of those earlier jokes, man. But thanks, <laughs> but uh, you know, thanks, thanks anyway. I it's a bit late, but you know, thanks. No, but that the, statement. Please say it again. Please say it again oh, for look, the people. Yeah, look, these statistics are going through the roof. You know, the the loneliness epidemic, the depression, all that sort of thing. It's a real thing. It's a real thing. This is the adverse effect of social, the adverse effect of what social media is doing. We're all we're all in this state now, of we're comparing our behind the scenes footage with someone else's highlights reel. It's making us depressed. Have we got a sound effect on that, or what, like aha, or pick a? Oh, that's. I'll I'll take that. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I mean, we're talk, we're wait, talking wait, about wait, wait. suicide. Wait, wait, wait. Suicide. <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. What about this? Wait, wait, what about this one? Is that? What the hell is that? I don't even... not even a. Is that an idea or something? That's... These are these. Imagine. Those are factory sounds that they gave me. I'm, I'm going to replace those with some real. But for the time um, being, this is what I got. Look, you know. It, so you got that for Christmas? What's going on? That's, that's, <laughs> no, it's a full. Let me tell you for the pot. Let me tell you, you real quick. I, I, look, I, I, <laughs> look. I know we're gonna have to continue with the thing, but look, the Rodecaster Pro. Get you one of those, yeah, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah get yeah. you one of those. Oh, nice. You're not selling it to me right now. That's that's pretty. <laughs> look, I'm a, I'm about to. I'm man. Look, I'm about to. I'm about to pimp this thing. Look, don't worry, don't worry. Oh, Next look. time I have you on, look, it's gonna be oh, cutting 100%, up like hundred percent. Those effects. I, I thought I was in a stadium just just now. Um, <laughs> look, uh, look. In real, you go through, dude. You go through COVID in on there. The Louisiana, Ida, you know, storm in on there. We're, we're in a perfect storm of mental health right now. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we really are. And at the end of the day, this is my bit. This is the way myself and now my coaches around the world are trying to change that narrative, trying to reverse some of these stats. You know, 89% of people who go to work every day in America are what they call disengaged. It's a real stat. That's 89% of people who go to work every day are not into what they're doing. Mm. They're just getting the paycheck coming home. Mm. So to, to what you're doing is helping people live a more congruent life to discover these values, to discover what, what gives them meaning, pleasure, fulfillment, and, and get them to enact that. And you said, look, it's about the psychology. It's about the mindset. It's about uncovering these values, but it's also about taking action. All right, you can work all the stuff out yourself. You can read all the books you want. You can go to all the events. You can get onto this podcast. All that means all. If you don't actually, you gave me license to swear, by the way. Oh yeah, yeah, um, I did. So, so they, that means nothing unless you actually take action. You know what is that one little first domino 
that can eventually, what's that one little tiny domino that if pushed over will bring the next one down that's a little bit bigger and then the next one, then the next one, and then before you know it, you're knocking down book-sized dominoes. What is that one little thing that you can do to take action towards the new you that you want to create, the new thing that you want to do towards your bucket list? Yeah, once people unpack their bucket lists, I always encourage people to go after low-hanging fruit first. What's the one that doesn't cost any money, any time, just intention? Go do that. Prove to yourself. Get some social proof. Get some evidence about uh, uh, what it is. You know, I'm reading one of the challenges. You know, we're in lockdown here. I'm doing two. I'm doing five things on my bucket list right now, mm. and I'm in lockdown, so I can't travel the world as the bucket list guy and speak to big groups around the world. I'm learning Spanish thanks to Duolingo, one of the things that were on my bucket list. Another thing, and I'm, I'm reading 52 bucket list challenge, I'm reading 52 books in a year. So that is literally where I've started here and I'm walking, working through all these. Come on. So, so that is these little things that, that just, uh, you know, you just got to get out of your own way like, and have that bro- growth mindset. Brother, literally that was one of the things that was said in my last show you got to get out of your own way by the guests. And so what I want to say about that is that what you'll notice is that when you tap into a certain flow stream source, that what you experience and what you see, even though it's your own individual journey, you see the same thing just in the way that you need to see it. But it's all made of the same substance, you know, and it's made of of hope, faith, love, you know, truth, you know. Really, just if the experience of excitement and knowing what life is again, like my brother said, and I've said, there's a difference between merely existing and actually living. And many of us, unfortunately, spend our entire lives trying to to meet these obligations. And that is not earning a living is not a living. That's a slow dying. And so life is much more than earning a living. Life is, hmm. is you've come here to have a full human experience. And while you have these obligations, just imagine, and I'm not going to go into the whole, you know, because y'all know if anybody who knows me know how quickly I can go into this because I studied some things. But if you look at the setup, the stratifications level, the financial economic stratification levels just here in the States, you'll see that those that make the most spend the most time being authentic because they have the freedom to do wake up in the morning and do what is most important to them every single day. And so I'll, I'll add a quote to that. I'll add a quote. Please, to that. please. And it was by, uh, uh, and I saw this on the back of a toilet door at a backpackers hostel when I was in my early thirties. And it said, and it's a quote from Bob Dylan, a man is a success when he wakes up in the morning and goes to bed at night and does what he wants to in between. Mm. 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 Yes, yes. And I will back up something that I've gotten accustomed to from moms and pops who have definitely been a blessing in my life. And, and they said, you know, that it's not about your beginning date or the end date. It's about that little dash in between. That's mm, the dash where, is a great poem. Yes, that's exactly where all of life exists. So the question is, are you truly living 
You know, do you experience life or are you in this state of stagnation of liminal space where you are halfway here, but halfway gone? As my brother alluded to earlier, Mm. you know, burying people at the age of 80, but they stop living at the age of 40. Are you Mm. truly living, you know? And if you're not truly living, or if you're not truly fully experiencing life in the full array of colors that are available to life, if you're in this space of melancholy, if you're in this place of liminal space, understand that there's always a choice. Anything not growing is dead. And so we should be growing into the day that we die. And so there's a choice to be Mm. made that you have not made yet. And that choice is, uh, using the loose translation from Lao Tzu, again, the choice is to let go of who you once were so that you can become who you might be. And I know how scary that is for you. I know how scary Mm. it is for you to even consider who you might be because that represents unknown. You know what's back there, but understand this, the past is for reference, not residence, right? And so we learn from the past and we we take those truths from the past, but we only build upon that. And so we must lean into the discomfort of the unknown because the unknown is where the excitement is at. Mm. For those Mm. of us who are looking for a little bit more excitement in our lives, stop playing it safe. Or what your mind tells you is safe, because I can die right now doing this podcast. The most dangerous thing I can do is get in my vehicle. You mean to tell me it's it's more the mind? My mind tells me that it is more dangerous to live unapologetically authentic than it is for me to get in a vehicle. No, come on now. Yeah, come on now. Beautiful, beautiful. Here's the thing, you know, like like a tree. You're either growing or you're either growing or dying. Hmm. You know, you you just don't stay the same. Hmm. And those roots. Oh, yeah, yeah I'm sorry. that's it. Yeah. And, and you're right. And and, and if people are, because when you go through mental health issues, you're so inward looking. But let's just let's let's try this. And you would have done this through your therapy. Is disassociation. I always say, okay, I want you to be a bucket lister, not for yourself, but are you a parent? Be the example for them to follow. Be someone who's glass half full, not half empty, that's that's not always bitching, complaining about the government, about Trump, about, uh, you know, whatever else is, is happening around the world, you know, making ends meet. How many drinks have you got there, man? You, you're, uh, you, <laughs> but be the example for others to follow because, you know, I, your kids, guys, your kids want, want you to be happy. Right, they don't want you to be unhappy. I want my parents to be happy. They're in this. They're in their mid seventies. I want them to be, lead the most fulfilled life as I possibly can. They can possibly have. Spend all their money, do all the experiences, and be happy. Be the example for me to follow. And you want your kid. You would never give your kids advice about playing small, would you? You would never give your your kids advice to not take a risk while they still can. You would never give your kids advice about being vanilla or being someone in the shadow of someone else or not being their true authentic selves. You would never, never, ever give your kid that advice. So why are you doing it? Yes. And, And I'll say this, we are giving a lot of parents credit, but a lot of parents do teach that same fear-based mentality as well but they i want talk, they talk they talk they don't mm-hmm. live they don't they're mm-hmm. not they don't live the example yes yes brother ah oh, man Ooh. so much you said okay so just pick one of the statements that you just said because I, I, I can't touch on all of it it's too much it's too much just pick one of the statements one of the last five sentences you said just choose one out of the last five and say it again for me 
Yeah, so look, be the example for kids to follow. At the end of the day, that's what it comes right. down to. Have I got you? That's all I needed right there. So when I talk, you know, and again, I'm not giving any therapeutic advice here, but when I talk to parents and a parent comes to me and a parent says to me, I just want to be the best father or mother I can be for my child. I said, great, this is how you do that. You do that by learning and teaching the skill of learning how to be the best parent you can be to yourself. When you learn how to be the best parent you can be to yourself, then you can be the best parent to your child because you cannot give to the other that you yourself do not have. Parents, be the example yeah. for others to follow. <laughs> exactly. Gandhi said, if you if you want to if you want to see the change and you be the change. And so what I tell parents, I was saying is that in my in my practice, that if they want to be the best parent that they can be, then what you what you do is that you learn how to be the best parent you can be to yourself. When you do that, you never have to worry about being the best parent to your child because you cannot give to the other what you yourself do not have. Again, going back to that example mm-hmm. of barring a cup of sugar, you call up somebody and say, hey, do you have a cup of sugar? And then you say, can I borrow it? See, you have to first check and see if that person has sugar, if you're going to borrow that sugar. It's the same thing for what you seek to project out there into the world. Don't expect to project something that you do not have first for yourself. Do not expect to project love to your child if you don't love yourself. Do not expect to project hopes into your child if you don't have hope for yourself. Whatever we fill ourselves up with, that is what is projected outward. You know, and a lot of these mm-hmm. issues that we mm-hmm. have with each other, the vitriol, the cruelty that we have with each other, I understand that. And I extend compassion to those who are the most cruelest because those who need those who are the hardest to love are the ones who need it the most. And I understand that the reason why they are so cruel is that they are first cruel to themselves. Again, if you defeat the mm-hmm. enemy within, the enemy without cannot do you any harm. But because they mm-hmm. fed their enemy, that fear giant. For so long, based off of hateful things that they may have experienced, painful experiences, hateful things they've heard throughout their life, ruminating over that again and again and again and again. Again, the past is for reference, not residence, uh, not residence. And so we get lost into that mess. We get lost in that story. But that story is an illusion. It's just it's just here to provide a platform for us to have a full human experience. And again, the sweet ain't sweet without the bitter. How would you know sugar without salt? How would you know night without day? You know, like. Please jump on in here, brother. Please. Well, look, I can't top that. I, I, I mean, you, you what, you know, you, you said it there is it's all about the human experience. That's all my wishes for people. I've seen too many people. You have too, and and the listeners and watchers out there have too. There's too many examples of people who have um, died with the flame still within them. You know, died way too short. Time's been cut way too short, and. You know, unfortunately, they've had regrets. You know what? What's wrong? What's wrong with going after the full human experience? What's What's wrong with living your, your version of a regret-free life? Not what others Not what others expected of you, but but your version. That's what it's all about. All right. I, I do it through this lens of bucket list because everyone knows what a bucket list is. It's helped a lot of people over the last ten years. Really. You know, uh, help people off medications. It's helped. It's been an amazing tool to help people off suicide watch. It's been an amazing tool to um, inspire parents to be a great parent. It's it's it really has woken a lot of people up. But at first, it woke me up. Mm-hmm. It's so it's it's living in in truth, uh, being lit. The bucket list is an activity that represents you know, your authenticity. You see, when we choose not to be fully present with life and fully connected and step into our authenticity, it's as if we separated ourselves 
from a part of ourselves. And if you separate a limb from the body long enough, it will, it, mm. it, 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 it dies just like mm. a branch that's separated from a tree. And mm. so the only way to fully mm. experience mm. life is to reconnect with those parts of us that we put in the closet because people weren't ready to see that. It doesn't matter mm. what people are ready to see. It's about when you are ready. You, you are mm. the question and the answer. You are the lock and the key. So when are you ready? to really step mm. out there on your truth? When are you ready? That's really the question. It's not about when they're ready to receive you. It's not about, do you have a stadium of people waiting for you? It doesn't matter about who, the how doesn't matter. It's what you decide for yourself. And when you step mm. into that authenticity, you will see synchronicity kick, kick up in your life. And then just these things, these, these opportunities just begin to fall mm. with the synchronicity mm. that just assist you along your way. But you have to make the choice and then believe that you can actually experience that, hmm. you know? Yeah, and that's, I like that word, synchronicity. Yeah. And that, that's what happens when you start writing this stuff down, start getting it out of your head, start making it more conscious, you know, decision and direction for it. Brother, I have, we, we, we about to end it right now, but I, I had to look this up real quick because I wanted to, I wanted to, just everything you're hitting on, I got to bring up Bonnyware. How not bring up Bonnyware? I know you're familiar with Bonnyware. Yeah. Got a book right here. So then... You can articulate her top five regrets then. Hmm. Yeah, number one is uh, top five regrets of the dying. Yeah, she was a, she's an Aussie, uh, palliative care nurse, lit, you know, working in nursing homes, looking after old people. Her blog that became a best-selling book, The Top Five Regrets of the Dying, should be, should be, should be, should be right here somewhere. I don't know. Uh, here we go. There we go. Dog-eared. Just in case, <laughs> um, number one, I don't have to look at these, but uh, number one is I wish I lived a life true to myself, not what yeah. others expected of me. Mm. Wow. Mm. So that's, you know, not not keeping up with the Joneses, being yourself, getting out of those family traditions. Regret number two, here it is, I wish I hadn't worked so hard. Mm. We can always we, we can all work smarter, not harder, right? Mm. I wish I had the courage to express my feelings. Guys, more depression in you, in us. We need to talk more. We need to be open, more vulnerable, more authentic. Number four, I wish I stayed in touch with my friends. Get proactive. Don't let them make the call. You make the call. You put. You get on the front foot. You put your friends together, and also seek other people that can that can add to your circle of influence. Jim Rowan said, you know, you are the result of the five closest people around you. Mm. And if you do a stock take of your friends, is there some that, you know, when you catch up with them, you feel like you need a wash for a holiday afterwards? <laughs> Energetic yeah, alignment. Oh, yeah. T- time, to, time to shake that up. And the last one, which is scary, is I wish I let myself be happier. Mic drop. Give yourself permission to be happier. Design happiness, intentionally design and be purposeful mm. about putting happiness into your life more, both into your work and into your life. Did but you also hear that? I reckon I reckon happiness though, I've got a I've got a, an argument with the happiness crowd. Even though we've talked about it a lot, I reckon happiness is a fleeting emotion. You can have be having you can be going through depression, right? You can be going through depression 
and find <laughs> and find you need to get a, a, a one of those roadcaster like one of you know a button for that the a mic drop button happiness is a fleeting emotion you know i can find 50 bucks in my old jeans and be really happy but i can be having a day in a life mm-hmm. you know i um mm-hmm. but fulfillment is another word that i challenge happiness with fulfillment mm-hmm. is a lot more long lasting mm-hmm. a lot more lifetime what about and so no no i like this, to say no i got you where, where you oh, where wait, are you wait. at on fulfillment where are people at on fulfillment allow yourself to seek more fulfillment and do activities in both work and life that give you more fulfillment yes so we're real quick this just just for me right here just me and me and you real quick what about peace come on come on talk to me about that yeah peace. that's all internal come on how does it feel? Yeah. How so? I I threw. I don't know what the hell I threw. Actually, I think it was. A weapon, I think. But- I think. Pe- I think peace is what we said before. Is the lack of cognitive dissonance. It's alignment. It's incongruent. It's being. In, it's being congruent with your values. That's where because, peace comes from. Because mixed beliefs can't create confusion, and so the mixed beliefs, the beliefs of your fear state, uh, your fear rooted mind versus the beliefs of the heart are completely different. They're in opposition, and so eventually yeah. you're going to have to make a choice between your fears or your true authentic self. Are you going to do fear? Yeah. Or are you going to do faith? Because freedom exists on the yeah. side of your fears. And so yeah, when we talk about when we talk about happiness, I say this oftentimes too in my practice. I'm a you know I'm a therapist. I say that happiness yeah. is a fleeting emotion, and so I don't. I don't pursue happiness, first off, because happiness is not to be pursued. Happiness is not mm. a destination to be reached. It's the way we travel. And when you do a little bit deeper, when you're intentional about doing a research and you look at the uh, the the etymology, the origin of the word happiness, you will see that it says, and I'm paraphrasing, to do that which produces the experience of happiness. So to mm. do that mm. which produces the experience of happiness. So it's not a destination. It takes it's not something that you pursue. It's something that you do right now. Mm. If I am hungry, mm. then mm. I eat. And now that hunger is satiated. If you seek happiness, that means that you do that which produces happiness for you. And I can tell you the only thing, the only thing that can produce, that can be that bridge for you to your happiness is living unapologetically authentic. When you live in your truth, when you actually choose to live life and not just let life pass you by, when you begin to be become the captain of your life, when you stop saying, I don't have time to do this or that, and realize that the only reason you don't have time to live life is because you're not telling your time what to do. And when you don't tell mm. your time what to do, your time tells you what to do. When you begin mm. to develop a game plan on how to live in your life, uh, mm-hmm. Live according to your values, according to the, your plan of approach. Again, your approach to life. When you develop your plo- your approach to life, and you live through that, you develop your 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 operations, your environment, your entire foundation based off of how you approach life, and then move into the action plan. Mm-hmm. That's when you have consistent access to these higher emotions. Happiness mm-hmm. fleeting. You have to do something. But also mm. there's there's something to 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 be done with mm. many of these, but just doesn't take that much work. And so peace oh, yeah. is the yeah. like my brother said, the absence of cognitive dissonance. And so in your circle, he mentioned the circles. Again, your network determines your net worth. And so when you look at your circle, if you don't have people in your circle that is energetically aligned with you, understand it like a cold front and a warm front. When they come together, they're going to be tornadoes. So if you want the tornadoes and the hurricanes and whatever else out of your life, make sure that you get some people in your life that you are energetically aligned with. That's going to save you a whole lot of self-chosen suffering. Life brings suffering. Don't 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 mistake that life will bring you pain. But much of the pain that we experience is self-chosen suffering. And it comes from our ignorance because ignorance and freedom can't coexist. 
brother. Mm, speak, look, wow. look, man. Wow. Look. Wow. Can we can we talk for like half a day on this or what? Jeez, uh, <laughs> whoa, whoa. There's some. There is some bombs, people. If you haven't got anything out of this, you're not human. Straight up. Straight up. I'm inspired. It's Saturday afternoon. I'm inspired. I, I, I don't know what I'm, I'm, I don't think I might run a fucking marathon this afternoon. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I go wrestle. I'm, I'm gonna after that, after that sermon, I am gonna wrestle a fucking shark. Jesus. Hey, I'm not responsible for the results. Sh- I'm not responsible for the results. <laughs> no, I saw that disclaimer at the start of the show too. There we go. <laughs> I like that. I'm going to steal oh, that. Oh, man. Hey. Nah, brother. No, nah, look, my pleasure, man. And, you know, if we have to do round two just to just to kick it around, happy to, man. But, uh, you know, I really, you know, this is this is not about getting inspired. You're already inspired, people. You're already motivated. You know, that, that's a given. Really, it's about taking action. Rewind this. Rewatch this. Write some stuff down and get stuff moving and, and do it in the next 24 hours. You know, all the years in personal training and and now doing this, I can I can tell I can tell anyone how to lose weight and tone up. It's not easy. <laughs> Eat less, move more. How about that? Whoa, revelation! <laughs> Give me, you know, I'll, I'll send you the invoice. Um, <laughs> I tell you, <laughs> how much of a head do you have to be not to know that? Really? Look, I I just want to let you know that 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 Action I take a gets non, in the way of the theory. Action. I take I take a non judgmental approach. I want you to listen to people. This is totally his opinion. I do not believe any of you are kids. You 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 just I do. Some of you just need some. Some of you just need some guidance. We just need some some compassion and guidance. That's where I come in. See. See, he he says he counts out bad cop right there. Right? Exactly, exactly, yeah, exactly, whoa, exactly. Whoa, whoa. Look, no, but but no, no, no. It, it's it's towards the same mission. What I'm saying is oh, that yeah. compassion. So those people who are being what has been conceptualized as I'm low on coffee. I'm low on coffee. That's all I'll say. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm I get a little angry. I I won't I won't lie. I'll go and have another coffee. No. I'll chill yes. out. Here's, no, no, no. Here's what we're going to say. Here's what we're going to say to that, because you don't need no damn disclaimer, man. It is what it is. And I feel the same way at certain times. But then I come back when I when I when I expand, when I move from eye level to sky level, then I'm able to, to see what's really going on and, and invoke that oh, compassion. Damn, I'm writing and that so, down. Hang on. Where's my plate? <laughs> level to sky level? Come on, man. Nuggets. Come on. nuggets. <laughs> I need my big pen for that one. Wait a second, man. Wait, wait, wait. I was saying something. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up, man. Oh, I need man. a sharpie hey, on that one. Hey, hey and actually, that's, that's permanent. Hey, <laughs> hey, I'm gonna have to invite you on when I get my sister on the show, actually, because I got that nugget from her, my little sister, only female in the crew, crew of four. You weren't gonna you know credit her with that statement either. You were gonna take I, it. You were gonna run with it. What? You I'm gonna, most certainly. Gonna, I wasn't on. gonna do it. Look, look. The way I see it, all knowledge is 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 borrowed anyway, you know. So hey, if you hear it here first, then so be it. But, but pass it look, on too. Look, pass it on. Well, man, you threw me off. I was about to say something. Oh, it would have been magical. <laughs> you, you, man, you. Yeah, from eye level, sky level, and then sky I level. Yeah, I've written that I... down. I've written that down using a sharpie because that's it. That that is a that. <laughs> you know what? I got a tattoo on this one, and it says, "If it is to be, it is up to me." Yes. Yes. Right here. Right here. 
Well, I'll start it now. Eye level to sky level? What was that? <laughs> and you got to move from eye level to sky level. Brother, you better send if you oh, do that, okay. if, if you do that, you better send me some photos, man. But look, <laughs> no, this really, it's about expanded awareness. You know, when people, oh, yeah. when you, when you truly live, you know, when you tr- decide, you still stumble, right? You still mess up. We mess up just like anybody else. But here's the thing. We take ownership of ourselves because it's not about the controllables. What, you control the controllables. It's not about what they think out there. Because, again, if you defeat the enemy within, the enemy without can do you no harm. And so I'm going to say this, and I'm going to give this to my brother to close it up. But, again, Bruce Lee, he mentioned three levels of mastery. and He used martial arts as an example, but he said it's applicable to any 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 discipline. He said, so the first, the first uh, form of mastery, the first stage is the undisciplined natural. And so the natural, in the natural undisciplined stage, he used martial arts. He said a fighter comes and swings wildly. And they have no discipline. They're just doing what's natural. And so, of course, somebody with discipline comes along. It doesn't matter about size or strength or whatever. You're going to knock them the hell out. And so mm. he says, once you get your behind whooped a few times, then you decide to move into the second stage, which is the longest stage, which is the one of self-discipline. And again, mm. self-discipline mm. is about mm. being rooted and connected to your values. It's not about punishing mm. yourself. Stop waiting on motivation. Stop Stop waiting for you to feel like doing a thing. Stop waiting mm. for you to feel like 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 going out and doing this adventure. So anyway, the second stage wow. is is the the discipline, the unnatural discipline. And he said, this is the longest stage. So you choose the martial arts and then you sit there and you practice it. And as you're learning the martial arts, what's also happening is because we are an amazing, our bodies are freaking amazing. And so mm-hmm. our bodies are contorting, our muscles are farming to help us, assist us better and proficiently exercise those moves. So not only mm-hmm. are we learning the skill, but our body is adapting. Our entire body is adapting to what we have chosen to do and committed ourselves to. And so mm-hmm. we stay in that stage the longest, and then we move to the final stage of self-mastery, which Bruce Lee has ta- called the the natural disciplined. The mm-hmm. natural discipline. That's the final stage mm-hmm. of self-mastery. And so at this mm-hmm. stage, you no longer seek <clears throat> for the way. You choose mm-hmm. the path. And then mm. you keep moving. You realize wow. at this stage that really the the nautical directions of north, south, east, west, whatever, that they don't, they're not even really real except in this space. In that mm. space, when you move to the third level of self-mastery, the directions that you really matter the most to you are in and out. Mm. You go in and you you get in touch with the deepest parts of who you are, in your gift, in your message, whatever that is. And mm-hmm. then you pull that out and you share that gift with the rest of the world because we need that. We need wow. you to be you. Again, Dr. Seuss, you are you. That's truer than true. No one in the world can be you than you. We need you. You're the only version of you. So we need wow. you to stop being, stop acquiescing to your fears. We need you to, to, to develop the skill of courage. And remember, these skills, everything about living authentically, it's about skillfully practicing your values. And just like learning how to dribble a ball, you're going to dribble poorly at first. But anything worth doing, anything worth doing is worth doing poorly. So you get your mm. ass back up and you keep on dribbling that ball until you can dribble like Michael Jordan. Even Michael Jordan got cut from his high school team. Understand it's about skill building this life of authenticity. Mm. And so, yes, you will mm. up. Mm. But if you don't mm. up, that means that you're not living. So you got to That's- live up so if you told right. me you up, yeah. that just mean that you lived 
So Take come on risk. out here and start living. Take some risks. So, brother, I'm leaving it to Make you. Sense. You got you got the you Whoa. got the end of this. Square it on, man. You I'll got tell it. You what, I tell you what, is this being transcribed? This is just we've just done a, a, a <laughs> we've just done a, a this is a bestseller right here. So you get this transcribed, you put it into uh in, well, well, there you go. I mean, if people haven't <laughs> haven't been inspired or learned some stuff, and he also said, Bruce Lee said, be like water. And I think in our times, I think in our times with uh, the cyclones, the the that's going on in the world, the pandemic is back to that control the controllables. You know, stop being everyone's. Try stop being the to the world. You know, and you can control what you can control. That's our inner circle. That's that's us. You can control your mental health, and you can control those little words that you say to yourself when you're by yourself, and they're the most. They're the most poignant words. You can be either at the cause or the effect of everything in every single freaking moment. So I hope someone takes, you know, some people take this away and 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 really enact and and you know get at the cause of their life because life is way too short not to. We've got too many examples. Don't be another one and uh, live intentionally. And mate, thanks so much for having me on the show, man. This has been. This has been really, really cool. So, you know, hopefully everyone out there has got some value out of it. Brother, thank you. One last time, I got to do it for you. Thank you for being on the show, man, because you, now we, we are, whether even though we, none of us, I'm sure you and I, I'm speaking for you, even though I just know that this is because it's the same for me. We never saw ourselves move into a space of being quote unquote thought leaders or whatever. But because of our love for people, it's like mm. driving and then seeing this thing in the middle of the road and seeing people pass up this thing on the road. And when you are a person of principle and you move in your truth, it's like somebody else can get that, but I see it. And because I see mm. it, I feel a moral obligation to do something about it because there's a reason why I'm seeing it. And so mm. this is, this is, this, this is our calling. This is our mission, you know, to, mm. to, to tell people, look, you're here to experience life to its fullness. You are not here to be a Ken and Barbie doll. You are not here to be a factory worker. Yes. You were trained to be, but that's what we're trying to help you to escape is that the, the schooling system just here in the States is based off, still based off of the industrial age. And so industrial age, they needed factory workers. And that's why you have the system set up where you sit in the classroom and you are graded based off of your work. And then you have to access, you have to, to uh, answer to an authority figure. And so you go through all of these grades and you graduate, you have a graduation. And again, the very word graduation can be seen as a combination of the words gradual indoctrination. You mean gradually indoctrinated into the American way of thinking, but what is the American whoa, way of thinking? Whoa, 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 what? That, is, that, <laughs> en that entomology, that entomology is heavy. Wow, <laughs> you gotta cut, you gotta stop messing with me, man. You over here messing with me now. You gotta be messing with me. No, nah, that's good. I've never thought of that. Uh, yes, good. sir. I'm going to yes, look that sir. up. Yeah, but please that do. Be, that better be. By the way, that better be right, Harry. Yeah, look, what you just said, that better be right. I'm going to check on 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 the Google machine after this. I said can be seen. So for my reality, that's what I see: a graduate indoctrination. And so that's oh, why okay. oh, you okay. can graduate with a doctorate degree in finance, but yet still be poor and broke. 
Oh. This is, you know, what is truly education? Again, that's another topic for another day. I'll bring my brother uh, back right, on to talk right. about Jesus. that. But just Whoa. understand this. You were not trained. You were not groomed to be independent thinkers. You were not trained no. to be your authentic self because authenticity no. is an antithesis of being a factory worker. We need you to be a Ken and Barbie doll and produce product. But you're not here to earn a living. You're here to earn a life. That's what mm. we're here for. And your life mm. exists in your truth. Discover what that truth is. Brother, Boom. take us out, man. And, and look, man, it's just been a pleasure, bro. I got to have you back on. We got to stay in contact, yeah. man. Like, seriously, bro. It's, 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 oh, it's, yeah. it's love look, here. It's family. I, 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 look, totally, man. I, I think we've, we've covered all bases. We've talked religion. We've talked politics. We've talked about the Industrial Revolution. We've talked about economics. <laughs> we've talked about the education system. I can't think of another topic. Uh, we've, we've, uh, there's been so many metaphors in this. It's been unbelievable. And we've quoted the greats. So, look, I think uh, with all that being said, look, if people want to connect with me, happy to do a round two. Obviously, Harry, this has been awesome. People connect with me, thebucketlistguy.com. You can check that out. Look, if you even want to be a bucket list coach, go to bucketlistcoach.com. We've got bucket list coaches teaching this stuff that I do around the world in currently 22 countries, which is really cool. And yes. uh, so, look, guys, check us out, you know, connect on the socials, send us a DM. Oh, be- better yet, write out your bucket list. Here's the action. Write out your bucket list. Remember what I said about taking action? Write out your bucket list. Grab a book, sure, watch a TED Talk, whatever, but write out your bucket list and send it to me. Direct message to, direct message me, send it to me. It will get to me, all right? Send me an email with it, trav at thebucketlistguy.com. I dare you. Make you accountable. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Oh, look, stay, I'm going to move you back to the stage for a second, bro. I want to speak to you before you head out, but let me just talk to the people to close out, brother. I appreciate you, man. Hey, Love and respect, brother. All right. Y'all, y'all just heard it. Hashtag ticket before you kick it. Tick it before you kick it. The bucket list. The bucket list, y'all. The bucket list. It's all about learning or continuing to developing the skill as well as the courage. You're going to always hear me talk about courage because courage is needed to move forward. Because with this bucket list development, just the process of even allowing yourself, giving yourself permission to do what my brother asked, it's going to require courage. Because we don't like to dream like that anymore because we many of us have fallen astray to the fear telling us why even have hopes of doing that when I know I'm never going to do it. That's not possible for me. I much rather watch it on television, somebody else doing what I believe I can't do. Look, choose. There is nothing inferior about you. You're not lower than anybody. You're not higher than anybody. We're all on the same page. And know that the second that you choose to seek approval from others, what that expresses is that you've already disapproved of yourself. Approve of yourself, validate yourself, love yourself, remain lit, learn what your truth is, remember what your truth is, and then live in that truth and just stay lit, y'all. Look, this has been an amazing episode of the Is That So Show. That's why I kept the hashtag down there just in case y'all missed it. This has been an amazing episode of the Is That So Show. Definitely got to have the brother back. Y'all going to see me and his brother doing something, something together, because, again, it's the same creed. You know, we're coming out here. We're taking over. We're moving to that space where we want people to live life fully because we're tired of the pain and seeing people suffer and as seeing people go, why, why, why me? And responding to life on the defense instead of understanding they also have a choice to go on the offense too. 
And that's when it gets fun. When you realize that you are in a dream. And when you realize that you are in a dream and that this is your dream, then you can choose how you experience that dream. I know some of y'all had that experience. I'm not the only one. But that's what it's like when you step into your your truth, into your authority, into your power, into your authentic, into your authentic self. You become lit for life. And so again, I appreciate y'all. Thank y'all for listening to me. Please, we're going to have the links. Look at the links below. There will be there if you want to get in contact with my brother, Trav Bell. And definitely write out y'all's bucket list, y'all. All right? Yo, this is the Nocturnal Therapist, and y'all been great. Stay lit. Do you tell your time what to do, or does your time tell you what to do? Are you living, or are you merely existing? Are you constantly reacting, or are you responding to life? Mixed beliefs create confusion, and confusion creates a life of stagnation. Desire change? Visit www.becomeanoutlier.com slash about. That is www.becomeanoutlier, becomeanoutlier.com slash about, A-B-O-U-T, to start your journey. Stay tuned for more episodes and keep listening to the nocturnal therapist himself, Harry Turner.